Risley, Jess Risley. Caravan. Caravan of Love on WABC Talk Radio 77. Chris Jasper's in the house with us from the Ozzy Brothers. He's got a new song. We're going to be talking about that much more. Let's listen to it a little bit first, though. I love this song. singing loud because you know I go off key I used to be in a band Chris they told me you don't sing you can do the spoken word parts but you will not sing that's you singing lead on this right yeah, yes yes and this is uh, this is Isley Jasper Isley's uh, biggest song actually uh, brings back a lot of memories. Keep it up. Sing with it. Let's hear your voice. Come on, Chris. The horse in the morning. <laughs> Come on. Just a little bit. I'm your brother. Don't you know? Yeah. Yeah. Got to open up a little bit. You know, get a little tea in there, you know. Tea and honey. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I'm, see, I'm a... I'm a late night guy, you know. We we stay up late and work, you know. Oh, I know so, that's right. You know, morning is kind of different for me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know you guys get up early, but man, I know, you yeah, know, I'm I, usually still asleep right now. <laughs> see, I get up about the time you were probably going to bed. Right? Yeah, man. You know, sun comes up on us sometime. You know. Oh yeah. I love this song, Chris. Yes, it's it's, it's got to be my favorite because it was a turning point for me. You know, um, I was start, starting to learn more about the scriptures, and the song is based on the scripture, you know, the, the Bible, uh, and you know, when Christ returns, and it's just an important song, important message to get out there, and I'm so glad it was a big song because that message went all over the world, you know, lovely and uh, really dear to me. You know, we played also Harvest for the World yes, a little bit that's ago, another, yeah, and that when I first heard that song, Chris, I tell you. I cried. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, that one that one broke that one inspired me and also broke my heart at the same time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. I know. That was uh I remember recording that and um you know, we knew it was a, it was a special song, you know, when we finished it. And that's why we named the album, you know, Harvest for the World. Um, and uh, I wrote a prelude to it in oh. the in the studio. 
actually. In the studio. Yeah, because we, we finished the song, and I said, you know something? I said, it should be something that sets this up because it's such an important message, you know. So I took about a half an hour and came up with the prelude, you know, and uh, we put that right in front of it, you know, to kind of set it off. So, okay, yeah. so let's let's do some history first. Yeah. So when I was a young young tyke, you know, there were the Isley Brothers, right? Yeah. And uh-huh. and you had to be a young tyke too. I was young, yeah. I was right out of college, yeah. You were right, but so when I no 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 when I I mean when I did Harvest for the World. Okay, when you and, did and Harvest, I, so we, you we were right out of Harvest Har- when you were already performing. Yeah, we were performing way before that. Yeah, with them. Yeah, we you know right uh, early seventies, you know, right after It's Your Thing, you know. Came out, uh, the three of us started to, you know, join the band, you know. And then it wasn't until 73 when the public saw us on the albums, too. You know, the 3 Plus 3 album. That's what right. 3 Plus 3 meant, because we were a separate group. You know, me, Ernie, and Marvin. We had our own trio. Right. And they were with Motown. And, you know, uh, as time went on, you know, uh, they, they came to our gigs and they wanted us to join them. And so that when when that happened... Uh, we thought the appropriate title would be three plus three, and that was the, that was the album with that lady on it. Yes, but I want to go back before that because I first, when I was a little guy, I was rocking to a song that I still love, and that would be uh, "This Old Heart of Mine" by the uh, Isley Brothers. And you had to be a kid too when this, or or maybe was, not even a twinkle. I was in, in your, high school. You yeah. were in high school when the song came out. Yeah, this is still yeah. one of my favorites. I just yeah, love Holland Dozier and Holland. Yeah, and Ronnie's performance on this is like amazing. Yes, yes. This is this was a big hit for them at Motown because uh, uh, you know Motown you know had a lot of hits. You know, oh, yeah. had a, you know, a lot of artists, a lot of producers, and um, I believe this song was originally written for the Four Tops. Really? But for some reason they couldn't do it, and you know they said, okay, well let's try it on the on the Isley Brothers and. And they did, and it worked out perfectly. This never gets old. You know, hit records have a way of uh, living forever. <laughs> you know, um, you know, if, if if it's a big enough song, you know, and if it's if it hits, you know, uh, a certain theme in the lyric. You know, mm-hmm. where people identify with it. it. You know, it just lives on and on, you know. So you went to Juilliard, didn't you? Yes, I did. I attended Juilliard, um, and I studied composition there for a year. And um, I heard that uh, Billy Taylor was going to be uh, teaching a the course. The legendary. Yes, out at CW Post in Long Island. And I was, you know, I was partial to jazz because that's what our trio was. It was a jazz material we called ourselves. So I said, I want to go and see, I want to study at, at that post, you know, because in composition at Juilliard, we were only writing atonal music, you know, which is okay, but it's not my my thing, you know. And so um, when I went to post, I was able to, you know, compose jazz and, you know, classical stuff and whatever I wanted to. And that kind of freed me up, you know, and uh, that's why I transferred there and I graduated from uh, CW Post. Do you still listen to classical music? Yes, like on occasion. Uh, but mostly, I have to admit, you know, R&B and, you know, rock, uh, basically what I listen to the most. Yeah. <clears throat> I like classical music every now and again. Oh, yeah. 
And yeah. so you used to, so you went to that whole composition and understanding, oh, and analyzing it, you know, breaking it down to its nuts and bolts, and you know, writing for different instruments, you know, orchestration, the whole thing. So um, I'm I'm used to looking at music from that standpoint. I even play my uh, some some of my piano parts and keyboard parts with orchestra in mind, you know. That's why, you know, uh, the Isaac Brothers say from 73 to, um, to 83, we didn't use any other musicians. And the reason for that was, you know, I would, uh, with the synthesizer, filling in a lot of voices that maybe the orchestra, mm-hmm. you know, would play. And um, that's kind of my compositional background that, you know, the group kind of relied on. And then there was Ernie. And Ernie. And, and he added the rock, uh, right. the feel to it. Yeah. <clears throat> Which added another dimension to it. I remember when that lady came out, people flipped. They wigged because Ernie's playing <clears throat> was reminiscent of Hendrix. Yes. And most people don't know that Hendrix played with the Isley Brothers before he broke. Hendrix was with the Isley Brothers before he became the rock and roll icon that he became. That's true. Yeah. He, he was. He, Hendrix played for, you know, a, a lot of different groups. But when he was with the Isleys, you know, um, I think it may be two year, two or three years that, that he played with the, the band. He was, you know, he kind of took took over the show sometimes. <laughs> kind of <laughs> pull him back, you know. Okay, Jimmy, don't don't do too much, you know. <laughs> but uh, he was he was really a character and uh, a showman, you know. And he eventually went to England and uh, established his own group, and you know, the rest is history. The rest is history, as they say. But then yeah. came along, who's that lady? And you still hear this song. Who, did, who, okay, explain the writing. Was this a collaborative writing on this song? Yeah, me and Marvin, you know, collaborated, you know, on this song. But this was a um, an updated version of a previous Isley Brothers song that came out, um, I think, in 1964 or something. But it didn't sound anything like this. You know, I totally rearranged it, you know. The only thing that's similar is who's that lady. (laughs) That's it. Everything else is different, you know. Now, the thing about Hendrix that most people, and I mean, I love Ernie's playing. Ernie's playing here. And you know, I'm partial. My favorite, I mean, I have so many from Ernie that I like and and the group. Mm -hmm. But my absolute favorite Ernie Isley solo is Summer Breeze. The album and the live version. Mm -hmm. But the album version of Summer Breeze... Every time I hear his solos on that, I, it just... And on this one, it blows my mind. Yeah. And Voyage to Atlantis. Hey, Fade, let's do a crossfade. Let's hear a little bit of Voyage to Atlantis. This was an album cut. And a lot of people, this never made it as a 45 hit. But this was so, yeah. Everybody loves this on your albums. And that's oh, yeah. the thing about an Isley Brothers album. You play the whole album because there was never a bad song on the album. Yeah, this this was kind of recorded with the um, stage in mind, you know, doing a show tune. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, a, lot of, a lot of the ballads were written that way. Um, to elicit, you know, response from the audience, and and it did. I mean, this was a this was a big uh, song in the show. Oh yeah. 
Voyage to Atlantis, the Isley Brothers. If memory serves right, this is the Heat Is On album. Or was it? This is... No, this is uh, one of the... Uh, um, showdown, was it? Showdown or Winter Take Off. Oh, look. It, it, yeah, it was one of, one of those two. Because y'all had one album after another, yeah, after was, another. Then came Fight the Power. Fight the Power was, was huge. Yeah. And matter of fact, WABC was one of the first stations to play it. Yeah. I was I was really pleasantly surprised with that. You yeah. Know, I was driving in my car, you know, and uh, I flipped ABC on, and it had just come out. Fight the Power was on the radio. I said, hey, let me go back and tell Ernie. <laughs> I went back. To the house. I said, Ernie, man, ABC just played Fight the Power, man. You know, that's fantastic. You know? Do you remember the first time you heard one of your songs on the radio, what it felt like and what which one it was? Oh, um, well, it was a it was a song that we were recording with, um, you know, the, the three other guys. We were just starting to play in the band, you know. Uh, I think it was either Pop That Thing or uh, Love the One You With. You Love know, the One, one You With was awesome. Yeah, uh, one of those songs. And, um, you know, just to hear a song that, you know, you had something to do with, you know, was great. You know, whether you wrote it or not. And um, that's always great for me when I hear a song on the radio. Even now, you know, as as, as many songs as I've, I've done, it's still great to hear a song on the radio. When we come back, I want to play what has to be. I mean, I have so many I keep saying my favorite, my favorite, my favorite. But there's one to me that is, it is just, I don't know, the one of the iconic Isley Brothers songs of all times, and I think everybody who hears it loves it. And we'll do that on the way back in James Golden, and then we're going to debut your new song, which I can't wait for. It. Oh, yeah. James Golden, A.K. Snurley, with you here on WABC Talk Radio 77. Chris Jasper, Isley Brothers, with us. We're coming right back. WABC Talk Radio 77. We're here with Chris Jasper. Keep the music up. Isley Brothers. Chris. Yeah, man. Uh, I wrote this one, like, right out of college. And um, we started to use the synthesizer a lot more at this time, you know. Um, and that line, you know, it's a, it's a counter melody, you know, mm-hmm. uh, to the main melody, you know. And um, I didn't know it, but at the time, that was the first time, you know, uh, someone had done that is do a counter melody along with the the main melody of the song, and it turned out to be one of the biggest songs in our in our uh, show. You know, when this we hit so- that, mm-hmm. you know, the crowd was just you know, and react. it still do. I mean, yeah. every time you hear this song, this song, yeah, it's huh. like I, like I say. Sometimes when you when you hit that that right chord, you know, it it, it just 
lives on, you know. The song just lives on. I have two, two di- memories of this song outside of... I still play this song in my regular music playlist because to me this is just... I, I, this is a song I never get tired of hearing. Never, ever get tired of hearing this song. Right? Yeah. But I have two memories of this song. So my cousin, who was in radio, Jerry Bledsoe, Jerry B., used to hang out with you yeah. guys. Yeah, yeah. I saw Jerry a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, I was hanging out with Jerry, and Jerry was like one day, oh, let's go let's go over to the Isley's house. So we went over Ronnie's house, over in Teaneck. Mm-hmm. And I remember this. It just blew my mind. Ronnie was just walking around the house doing something. He was just singing this. Just like, you know, how you just sing something you're not really... Mm-hmm. And I'm listening to him singing this in his house. And his vocal was so amazing. I'm listening to this, and I'm like, this is almost better than being at the concert. To <laughs> just hear it come out of his mouth. Well, yeah, personal personal uh, concert. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and then there was the concert that you guys did at Madison Square Garden when this song was hot. And in the and and after the second verse, after we came out of the, you took the lead and you sang it, and everybody went wild because this was yeah. the first time they ever heard you sing, and yeah. it was just it blew everybody's mind. Yeah, that was that that became part of the show. You know, um, I don't know when it started, but uh, you know, he would say he he just went out of the blue, and it was I wasn't even expecting it. You know, he just said. Uh, yeah, I want my brother-in-law, you know, Chris Jasper to come out and sing, you know, and I came over there and I said, I got to just go off the top of my head, you know, cause we never rehearsed it, you know? Whoa. And I just, I just started singing and, um, I think I did a little bit of Michael McDonald thing and then a little bit of Marvin Gaye thing, you know, and the people just loved it, you know, and I just, we just kept doing it. What's it like <laughs> to be a member of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Oh, it's fantastic. I mean, that's a great honor. Um you know, to be recognized in that way, you know, um, it just, it just shows that the music, you know, had an impact, um, you know, on, on people's lives, you know, when, when, when you're, when you reach that kind of, uh, recognition, you know, the Grammy, same thing, you know, um, it's just, I don't even know how to put it into words, but it's, um, it's something that I never thought about, you know, because I was always worried about writing music, you know, what's the next song I'm going to write, you know, um, Try to, to just try to keep a certain level uh, of of um, excellence, I guess you could say. But it's just a great thing to me. Well, speaking of the next song that you're going to write, it's that time. Let's hear it. And now on the Saturday morning radio extravaganza, the debut broadcast of "We Are the People." We are the nation, written and performed by Chris Jasper. With God we stand from sea to sea. You won't hear us on the radio or on TV. We believe in love and family The rule of law and democracy We are the people 
I felt that, you know, America voice wasn't being heard, really, you know. And it's important to say how much we have in common, you know. We have so much more in common than we have differences. And um, that's why I wrote this song. Chris, the album that you are releasing, Raise the Bar, where can people find it and find this song? Uh, well, Raise the Bar, this is this is a preview. Um and the album is going to officially be released on June 1st, and uh, it will be available on um, CD and on vinyl. And where can people find this song? Oh, uh, Chris Jasper. Um, that's where all my music is. You can find everything there. Just hit chrisjasper.com. You know, you are unapologetically <clears throat> a lover of America, a yes. lover of America's people. Yes. And you are unapologetically spiritual. Absolutely. And that's who I am. I mean, you know, um, you know, God is very important in my life. And um, um, if I could just represent him in a small way, you know, I'm happy. Because um, that's, that's what I'm, I'm about. You know. I have so loved your music over the years, over the decades, you and the family. 
the Isley Brothers are just part of the American fabric. And so I just want to thank you for coming and spending this time with us and letting us debut your song, Chris. It is just it's awesome to see you again, my friend. It, it is great to see you, man. And I, I, I like the way you set that up, you know. <laughs> that was great. Thank, thanks so much for that. Yeah. And WABC, we here love you. We love, we love the Isley Brothers. We are in love with the Isley Brothers and all great music here on WABC. Thank you for being part of it. Thank you. James Golden, a.k.a. Sterling. You know, Larry Cutlow is coming up next. And Larry's hanging out. I see. Larry is waiting to go. Did you like that, Larry? Come on in. You know, Larry, Larry yes. Cutlow is one of the premier economists in the world. Oh, yeah. I see him on TV all the time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we all. <clears throat> so Larry's coming. Larry's uh, coming up next. And then later tonight, we have Cousin Brucey coming back with Music Radio WABC. And this has just been a real treat for me. You know, music is a, is a part of my life. Many of you don't know, or some of you may not know, I was the last, the very last music director of WABC Music Radio, and I walked out of one studio producing the uh, the last day of music, the day they called the music died. It's not dead. It's back here on WABC. And then walked in another studio and produced uh, the first talk show for WABC. And WABC has been a part of my life for so many years, um, even before I began working for WABC. Of course, like Chris, we those of us New Yorkers, we listen to WABC coming up. That's right. That's right. Yeah, this was our, this was this was we listened to all the music stations. But you know what I dug about WABC, and I talked about this recently. Times running out. One of the things that WABC did, and this is part of the history of this place, with Rick Sklar. When Rick Sklar, that was before my time programming. WABC, to me, I call it the civil rights of radio. That's what happened here, because for the first time in pop music. It didn't matter what color you were. It didn't matter. None of the externals mattered. If your song was being listened to and being purchased in sufficient quantity, then it got on. And that was top 40. We're going to play the top 40 songs in America, regardless of all the other stuff. And as a result of that, American music blossomed, and this radio station is the iconic radio station in the world when it comes to Top 40 Radio. We leave with the Isley Brothers, James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley. We'll be back next week. God bless and protect each and every one of you and your families. We are New York City strong, America the greatest nation in humanity. See you next week. Bye.